so what do you think of Germans? Um, Germans, the, I mean, the perpetrators of the greatest, most terrible event ever to occur on Earth. What, what was that event? Um, I think they, it was like, at 800, they crowned Charlemagne, like, king Yeah, that of, was a bad move. King of all, no, no, the Holocaust. The Holocaust. The Holocaust. The Ger- <laughs> Did you when just you say, play our theme song? Yeah, the theme second. song music came on right when I said Holocaust. That that won't happen for the <laughs> listeners at home. Uh, where was I? The Holocaust. That's what I think of when you say the word German. That's what it means to me. What about for you? Yeah, yeah. For me, the Holocaust is closely associated with Germans, which is why I bring it up, you know, whenever I meet a German guy. But you're one of those guys who you're kind of like, was it, was that really the number? Aren't you one, isn't that, aren't you one of those guys (laughs) who's like, I think the number was was smaller. I'm not a racist. It's not because I'm a racist. It's because I'm a math guy, you know? Right. And I'm like, and I'm an inquisitive math guy. So I got to know the math on things. Well, you know. The Germans six were... Six million. They ca- Have you ever counted to six million? Yeah. It's a lot. They, no, you, you've you counted to six million any, in your life? If anyone could count to six million, it, it's the Germans. That's true. They're very organized. They, yeah, they would be like... Yeah, they would set up like a whole platoon of army mm-hmm. people in very good black leather fashion outfits with mm-hmm. with skulls on there. Why'd they... Put, and you know how they achieved the skulls? Yeah, why'd they You're put those about skulls, the skulls on there? Because they look cool. Because <laughs> they're awesome. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the classic Mitchell and Webb, aren't we? The baddie yeah. sketch, you know. Why would why would you put... But, you know, uh, American law enforcement puts the Punisher logo. They put a skull in their stuff. Cause skulls are cool. Because skulls that's are violence. True. And the Punisher is, like, a, not a pro-cop figure either. So it's very... It's, it's, it's it is like a, a contradiction as much as the Nazis. I'm just wondering if the Nazis were aware of the contradictions as much as we are today. Uh, I think they I think they saw the skull more as an embodiment of their their power and control. Mm-hmm. You know, a skull represent you have the ability, you have control over life well, and death, and that is what is represented. Maybe we there. could uh, maybe we could do a reading series of Hannah Arendt on the podcast today and really dry it up for the listeners. You know, really have a very dry. Episode. People love Hannah Arendt unless she's been discredited. I'm hearing about all these academics I heard about in college are now discredited. You know, you can like, oh, uh, you like, jo- oh, you like Hegel? That guy. What about that guy? Was his name Giorgio Chicolillo Mahler? Giorgio Chicorillo Mahler? What's that guy's Giorgio name? Giorgio Chicor... What? Who are you talking Giorgio, about? Someone who's been Largio discredited? Giorgio Chicharelli. Chicharelli. Giorgio Chicharelli. Chicharone. Giorgio Ciccarella. Giorgio Ciccarella. Or you found it out that he raped a bunch of ladies. Okay, so Giorgio Ciccarelli is an actor known for... um, He's an Italian actor. He looks like he's in... What are those Italian uh, horror movies called? Giallos. The what? Giallos. Come again? Giallos. Um... It's for yellow. I feel like they're yellow movies. I feel like you're speaking a different pissing. language or something. <laughs> yeah. Giallo in Japanese means giallo. So it's Italian for yellow. 
Italian for yellow. That's true. True. Just like our, just like our purple movies. You've ever, you've seen a purple movie, right? Um, what do you mean? Like one of those really boring movies where there's like ah. implied eroticism, and you you rent when you're 13, and you're like, I hope there's nudity, and then there is no nudity. Uh, there was, there was, I always had a steady stream of nudity. Like my parents didn't care. I would always stay on City TV, Channel Seven in Toronto. It was always softcore porn pretty early, you know, like at 11.30 p.m., mm-hmm. earlier than you would expect the softcore porn to start showing. And you just and watched so, you know, that, and your parents would walk just in, watch that. hand you a plate of chicken tenders, and be like, pat you on the head, and be like, how's it going, there son? There you go, son. Are yeah. you winning? I missed that. Are you winning, Are you son? winning? Yeah, they would, they would, I, I wouldn't be, <laughs> but I wouldn't be jacking off, because I didn't know how to do that yet. Yeah, you ever do that? Like when you're a kid, you you come upon porn and you're just looking at it like it's a, a treasure map. It like doesn't even register as sexual to you because it's hmm. just this fascinating thing. It's beyond your it's beyond your knowledge. Yeah, it made me feel like the world was simultaneously opening up to me and closing in on me. It was uh, it's like, <laughs> your first discovery yeah, of porn it's like, as a kid. What the fuck? This magic box has made me feel insane. Mm-hmm. And you keep reproducing that feeling every day. Well, now we, I mean, now I know to just never let my kid use the computer. Mm. At, ever. Never, ever. Until you're 18. And, That's going to be strict. But back then, back in the 90s, they didn't know there was, like, my parents were idiots. They were like, they were. Surely the government would not allow pornography on the internet. <laughs> that gap of knowledge, you know, every all great discoveries exist in a gap of regulation where where the authorities have not caught up to the uh, the rapidness of the system spreading. Mm. So, uh, and but you, you young person, were able to get jacked in at an early age, and for it to irreparably change your brain. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, do you feel like porn damaged your brain? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to know because this is the only brain I'm going to have. This is the only brain I know. Like I don't if you had a clone of me that never looked at porn, uh would he be would mm. he be this amazing person? Yeah, he would be he'd probably be like a CEO by now. I definitely be, if I you're like never the looked CEO at porn, archetype but damaged by porn brain. Everyone thinks yeah. that. Everyone's always saying that. If yeah, if I had never looked at porn, you know, I would be Scottie Pippen right now. You know, I feel if like I had never looked at porn. I would I would be just not jacking off, and with all that excess energy, I would have been able to learn French. Yeah, if I hadn't looked at porn, I think I would probably be like a Michelin chef mm-hmm. and NFL quarterback. Yes. Imagine Tom Brady, but he can cook. Yeah, well, that's Tom Brady famously couldn't eat anything because he was on a super strict diet. So it'd be funny if Tom Brady was also. So, did you ever see that show, Chef's Table? Mm mm. Mm mm. Okay, so there's this show on Netflix, Chef's Table, which is great. It's just food porn, but it feels classy. They have Vivaldi's Winter is the theme song and it starts you know you know how that mm. goes it starts building ding 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 and they're showing like sped up 4k feasts 
being prepared, and it's an amazing show. In one season, they have a Buddhist nun. And this Buddhist nun, she only, she she's vegan, first of all, but also there's some vegetables that are too angry <laughs> for her. So, uh, like, onion and garlic are also out, which is like vegan cooking without onion and garlic? Oh, my God. But apparently she does this amazing stuff. And it's mostly pickling. That's the basic secret is like a lot of pickling, a lot of brine-based recipes, which I, I agree with. I, would, I like that sort of brine thing. Brine-based recipes. Hmm? If you're not putting it in a salty water, you're nothing. I like if to do not, a, a dry brine. What's a dry brine? It's just rubbing salt on it. Just rubbing salt all over that that tenderloin, slapping mm-hmm. it on the on the plate. Mm-hmm. Let it rest for thirty minutes, and you not uh, excuse me. Not only do you let it rest, but you play it "Winter" by Antonio Vivaldi. Yeah, by Vivaldi, you have to put the speaker right up to the meat in order for it to get infused with the. Wewaldi goodness. You think Russians pronounce it Wewaldi? They ha- they definitely do. Yeah. Because Russians don't do V's when, it, when it's They can do V's. They do have V's, but they pronounce them as W's. In they English. pronounce them as W's. So the name, so the uh, Veni Vidi Vici would be Weni Weedy Vici. Weni Weedy. <laughs> well, that's, that's it's how, my old brother, Weni Vidi. Yeah, that's how the, that's how the Romans pronounced V's. That's how they, they pronounce it as those fucking cowards. Yeah. Those fucking Russians. So Romans were Russians is what you say. Um, well, the Romans were massively influential all over the world, my friend. Really? Even in France? Even as far away from Italy as France. The farthest one can go. The farthest one can possibly be from Italy. I would, dude, living during that time where that's a true statement, like... Mm-hmm. For, for some people, they're like, I went to the farthest ends of the earth. I traveled across the Pyrenees to a land known as southern France. It's like, damn. <laughs> I mean, it must be it must have been mystical. I mean, that's the, I, it's funny when like racism against other white people. We should go back to that. We should uh, white people should start internecine warfares. Been yeah. out our ranks a little. Well, hey, Russia. Russia is trying to start a war between white people right now. That's good. We need another war between white people. The best kind of war. It is funny. No one ever gets caught up in the crossfire. It's like, okay, what are the distinguishing culture? Like, what are the cultural dis- like things that distinguish between Ukrainian and Russian? Mm-hmm. What can you name anything? Could you could you tell a Ukrainian apart from a Russian? Uh, yeah, because Ukrainians won't shut up about it. I mean, Ukrainians are probably like several inches shorter because of the no. the relative, uh, like, like nourishment they're able to <laughs> receive. The, yeah, they're, they're all tiny, and they're all there's no there's something in the Ukrainian spirit which is much more uh, Mediterranean. They have they have a much more brash and boastful sort of attitude whereas russians tend to be infused with this negativity and dark humor and i find that ukrainians lack if mm. i were to go off of any arbitrary marker that's what i was it's this country of chest beaters versus a country of like cigarette smoking angry men all of these all these uh people are basically descendants of uh vikings that that broke off from scandinavia and settled in russia <laughs> so you're going with the nordic 
proliferation. Yeah, thing. and then they and they um, there, there was like a ser- like kind of like what the Anglo-Saxons did. The Anglo-Saxons were Scandinavians that broke off and moved to England, and then uh, did did a did a little genocide slash uh, cultural cleansing of the Celts <laughs> that lived there. Yeah, it's white people on white people violence, and white on white violence. The, I'm, I'm assuming that you know there there were people that lived in the areas that this that these uh, Scandinavians that became Russians went to, like the can't remember the, some of the names of the indigenous tribes that lived but you like siberian indigenous tribes of of that nature lived all over and they were of course pushed back um the i think the sami is a uh the sami they're there yeah the renee zellweger people it's just a whole bunch of people that look like renee, Z- renee zellweger well but you mean but she looks like it because of a bad plastic surgery no, no, she looks, she's actually Sami, I think. Oh. Renelle Zellweger is actually a Sami person. Oh, okay. She looked like that before the plastic surgery. She, she looked like, she's had some pretty bad plastic surgery. Ah, well, you know, you gotta, you get pressured in Hollywood and you roll the dice and sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, man, the picture they have for her at her Wikipedia is not flattering. <laughs> wow. Oh, no. Ah, no, we're talking smack against Renee. Everyone is mean to her. Because she's Bridget Jones. She's like, she was Lena Dunham before Lena Dunham. She's just this dump truck, Mm. you know, fat girl. She's not fat. No, she's not, but she's Hollywood fat. She was Hollywood fat. Or at least she got Hollywood fat for the Bridget Joneses, which everybody loved because, you know, you identify as a schmuck. You know, I'm a wine-drinking... Man, crazy, undisciplined lady. You know, I relate to that. Mm. I'm sure if I watched the Bridget Jones's Diaries, I'd find a lot more in common with her than, say, a Carrie Bradshaw who's gallivanting around uh, with the gentry of town, being a fashionista, being you know working out constantly. I can't know? work out. I can't have these Sarah Jessica Parker muscles. How did you know that Renee Zellweger had Sami ancestry? Cause she looks it. She looks like she looks a Sami. That, that's not, I don't fucking know. racist. Just one dude. of those weird facts you internalize. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? I don't know. She looks. She, she's blonde with Asiatic features. Yeah, she's usually a Sami person. Yeah, that's if I, interesting. If we're, we, we're getting racist on the pod again. No, but th- not enough people know about the Sami. That's an interesting tribe. They're, or, I don't know if they're a tribe. They're, they're a full group of people. They're, they're more than a tribe. Um, they're still there. They're one of the last um, to be Christianized. Mm-hmm. The Christian Because the Christianization efforts of Scandinavia like started in 1400 and then lasted for 400 years. Mm-hmm. And there was, uh, you know, there were some battles. There were some battles um, in England over the Christian, because the Vikings controlled parts of England, and then the English were like, "Well, we gotta Christianize these people. They're all pagan." Mm-hmm. And then they were, um, you know, the Vikings were like, "I don't want it. I want to worship." Did it take with uh, when did when did Sweden get Christianized? Because it's pretty Christian, right? Yeah, it got Christian, and like I think it started in the fourteen. No, I think it started in the twelve hundreds, maybe. Mm. 12 maybe but the 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 last i think it was a sami tribe the last place to be christianized was as late as the 1800s 
Mm-hmm. So they kept, they're interesting because they, many of the polytheistic religions died out, but they kept theirs alive. And, you know, it's like a branch of some of the same religions that our ancestors, my ancestors practiced long ago. So it's interesting because you, it's a fairly recent polytheistic religion mm-hmm. in the, in the North country. Mm, the North country. You, you, you like, you like the Scandinavia. You're, you're attracted yes. well, to I was always, um, elements of it. Swedish, my Swedish ancestry was always highly, uh, heavily promoted on my mother's side of the family as being, because ah. my grandmother, um, was, I don't think she was born in Sweden, but her parent, my great grandmother was born in Sweden, so. Mm-hmm. And then they had a farm, and then they came over here, and they moved to Nebraska. There, that's where Swedes move. Mm, a lot of them moved to Minnesota, Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just the great dead heart of America. Yeah, they moved. They're like, where can we find a place that's even more depressing than Sweden? <laughs> yeah, where is barren and awful? It's like, oh, this is great. Oh, there's. They have a lake with smelly fish, and the fish already smell. <laughs> we don't have to make ferment for days to make smelly fish. We don't even need to import this fish. No way. We're importing <laughs> smelly fish from the coasts. We don't have to do that here in America. You know, they have it's a great al- time. They have already really big lake with very cold, and you jump in after sauna. Yeah, you go to your sauna, and then, you know, you smoke a couple American-style cigarettes... We called them faggots in Sweden, but they call them cigarettes here, and they call their homosexuals faggots. Mm, it's like a switcheroo. It's a switcheroo. You know, sometimes I get a cigarette confused for a homosexual. You know, that often happens to me frequently in America with this change in terminology. Mm-hmm. And how they do. These are the Swedish guys. Classic uh, so House of Decline character, the Swedish the, guys. The... Philosopher I was trying to think of earlier in the show is George Sicariello Maher, also known as Geo Maher, an American okay. political scientist who supported the 1804 Haiti massacre in a tweet and mocked the white genocide conspiracy theory, <laughs> was, a- was asked to basically placed on administrative leave so he was one of the first cancel culture guys because basically this guy is like a hardcore marxist he's cool he's a good guy he's a good guy we like him he goes he would go too far on twitter by um you know expressing support for populist massacres i must say haiti some kind of massacre in haiti oh we Uh, like the haiti oh we like the haiti massacre was a good one the haitians massacred the french okay so we like that we like that one. one Um, so he so likes... Call, it's not a massacre, then. We shouldn't call it a massacre. It should be called a revolution. It, or it should well, be called there a, was a, a massacre in strike. the revolution. Um, sure. But anyway, he, he's funny because he had um, lots of social media controversies. Uh, is he banned from Twitter? Did he get banned from Twitter? Maybe. Uh, he, he, well, after, the, the, after the 2017 Las Vegas shooting, he posted a tweet that said that the Mass shooting was the product of a system that favors white males. I get. I mean, uh, yeah, sure. What? That's that's not a controversial statement to well, make. Well, it is. A, it is on the left now. I mean, 
I guess that's it's such a generic statement. Yeah, that's not really like a hard. You're not like saying like the people deserved it or something. Like so that. the the reason yeah, the work. system that favors white males is the same system that sells sells guns to Saudi Arabians using white males who then sometimes go insane or the deal goes bad and then they shoot everyone. So. So sort of. Is that of. the Stephen Paddock? What's the conspiracy theory with Stephen Paddock? That he's a CIA guy selling all these weapons to the Saudis, and the deal goes bad. Oh no, the Saudis—they're in their saunas. Yeah, the Saudis are in their saunas, and we have to get <laughs> get back to Let's the sauna. Just do the Terminator. Let's get back to the sauna and finish Schwarzenegger, and get back to the sauna. This this is a very funny joke. Mm. It's instead of what if instead of get to the chopper, he said get to the penis. Get what if instead of get to the chopper, he said get to the vagina. Get to the vagina. By get to the vagina. Antonio Vivaldi. Antonio Vivaldi. Have you ever listened to Winter? When I was the governor of California, we would play Winter while we ate our large tomahawk steaks. That they would serve us every night. You know who they should have got in Amadeus instead of the guy that played Mozart? Uh, instead of Tom Hulse, yeah. who should have they have got? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Should have gotten Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. No, he was touched. Imagine, can, you, can you imagine that movie with buff Mozart? I think a buff Mozart would be... <laughs> that's what people want, you know. Like, really? People want a buff Mozart. Really they want a buff Toven. Like bodybuilder They want Johann Sebastian Buff. <laughs> They want they want all these really fucking big muscly classical composers to Dude, just like it's so easy to, to write like flex and play the piano. It's so easy to write good new movie ideas, and the 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 studios are just farming it out to reboots. And here we are, are and we're like you know Johann Sebastian Buff. Johann Sebastian Buff. It's gonna be the next. It's gonna be the next big deal. Okay, wait. What's it's gonna the... be? He's gonna wear this baroque uniform, except without any arms. Yeah. The arms are torn off. Yeah, so Johann Sebastian Buff's got a, a well-tempered yeah. clavicle. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, that's that's not a muscle. That's a bone. That's a neck um, bone. Oh, what's a what's a bone that sounds like clavier? I don't know. <laughs> well-tempered clavier. Um, uh, the, the well-tempered, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know muscle groups. Um, yeah, I, I, neither of us do. <laughs> it's very no. obvious. We should do. I know that. <laughs> let's do the cover of the, the, the art for this episode should just be pictures of your and my torsos. Okay. Let's send each other let's pictures of our come torsos. Visit and right let's now. press our torsos together and take a picture. Yeah. And then that's <laughs> our art that we use. That'd be good. Everybody likes torso pressing. The way it's the way of the world. I, I I don't know when is the last time I belly bumped with somebody. I would like to belly bump with a pregnant lady. I feel like I would you know get some. I feel like I would get some you know residual goodwill from it, pregnancy from is the highly disturbing. It's, yeah, it's the body horror. Yeah. It's body horror. Your body goes crazy, well, the, and then the, you expel a person. The out weirdest of part for me is like that thing has hair on it. <laughs> what what do you mean that thing has hair on it the thing inside you has hair on it thing inside you has hair on like, it. yeah there's just, lots of hairs inside i would just you. say that like the thing inside you has hair on it the thing so that's what you say to your pregnant your my pregnant, pregnant wife my pregnant partner yeah uh, your my pregnant pp partner. your pp <laughs> 
There's hair inside you right now. Have you thought about the hair growing on the inside of you? Yeah, that's always a weird thing when you feel like hair's growing inside your mouth. <laughs> yeah, you ever have hairs growing inside your mouth? Mm -hmm. That's a thing. You ever have little sensitive hairs? Yeah, that's like wolf. the wolf people have that. Yeah, the wolf people. They're all over the world, you know. Oh, oh, here we go. Here's the topic we can... Did you happen to read uh, Rod Dreher's piece in the american conservative uh, the the puppy the the puppy play biden yeah which well that's nuts to me because eight months earlier i had done a comic about joe biden's dog major biden being replaced with staffers dc within the dc pup community I know, that was the perfect that uh tweet by um will manneker was the i call him will manager now will manager because he's uh will manage managerial class manager he's the, he's the will managerial <laughs> oh he's fine we <laughs> should start we should start a huge beef with the chaco uh, guys dude the so only way we can get any kind of like any kind of traction is to start a beef so that's the that's what so much of the twitter stuff is is everyone basically would agree with each other but you got guys like like you and me being like hmm 30 30 listeners a week what can we do? <laughs> what can, who what can, can we, we piss do? off? <laughs> who are we trying? Yeah, we should we should uh, be attention attention whores. We should just start floresing all over the well, place. Well, my whole deal is I'll occasionally pop in over on the Chapo Twitter and be like, "You guys are too rich. Give me some money." And then <laughs> you want you, and then I go, you're not going to make any friends in the online left that way. No, I know. Um, they're gonna they're gonna crucify you. They're gonna blow your face up on Twitter. They, you're gonna post something, and then if you've been foolish enough to post your face online, they will blow it up, and they'll say <laughs> you look like this. You're dumb. But that would anyway. I was gonna say that would have been the perfect uh, tweet for House of Decline to re reply with a comic, but we don't do that anymore. We don't, I don't do that anymore. I've I've reply guy no more. No more. I I I tore off my reply guy badge. Well, gave me, the Nazis gave me a reply guy, but the Nazis were rounding up all the reply guys. The Nazis would have been on your side, man. You just <laughs> made a couple comics with my suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're making... There's There are so many fucking Nazi cartoonists. I mean, they're not Nazi cartoonists, but uh, there's a lot of right-wing cartoonists. There's that one guy. There's G-Prime or George Alexiu. Uh, he makes those... Detailed comics of big-eyed children being traumatized by critical race theory. Right. Yeah. They're great. I. They're they're brilliant in the same way that Ben Garrison is brilliant because it belies like a mind that is utterly poisoned, mm -hmm. but a mind a poisoned mind that is so able to elegantly articulate its emotional fervor through the use of these uh, detailed and well textured uh, drawings. Yeah. Well, he's got a tablet. Uh, you got to get you a yeah. tablet so you can yeah, be pumping, yeah, them, pumping them suckers out. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, that style. I like that style, but I'm still gonna do my primitive method. I'm, I'm never backing. I'm down. gonna get you a Christmas present. Okay. And then you're just gonna. Okay. Then you're gonna. <laughs> then you're gonna start making dog, dog shit comics. <laughs> I, yeah my comics just become really right wing for no particular uh, you start making, start, yeah, start making, start making right wing comics you get, you get you're just like a, oh man 
these, the border crisis, the truck. Oh, and, the border crisis. There, there's so much crime in the inner cities. Dude, there is. Oh, my a, God. There is a border crisis, and it's with Canada, and it's an hour away from my house, and everyone's getting arrested. Are people honking at the border? Um, are there are there maybe. are there honking convoy people at the I border? I can't I can't hear them from my house because it's far away. But because no, that's they're... what the whole convoy thing's supposed to be about, right? Is vaccine mandates between U.S. and Canada? Yeah, so they're Truckers. arresting all those guys right now, I guess. Funny. Um. Funny. I yeah. guess. I don't really care. I've been everything in Canadian news has been convoy, convoy, convoy. You have to. Look at the fucking convoy for two weeks. It's in a fucking scapable. It's we, over we're now. Getting, It'll be over soon. It's very funny because these guys are being these guys are being mildly rude, and it's it's very upsetting. Oh no! I mean, I was reading news stories that were like Ottawa has been captured. Ottawa yeah, people are very down. hysterical. Ottawa down. You know, it's become another January sixth for for uh, pearl clutching liberals to obsess over. Which is fine. Everybody needs an enemy. Everybody needs to feel like they're fighting against somebody. It's fine. I know I like if you don't have an opponent, who are you supposed to punch? You know, you have these fists for punching. Are they supposed to not punch anybody? So you're think you're you're saying it's like a every if you're a hammer, every problem looks like a nail type of type of guy type of thing. Yeah, but I'm saying everybody's a hammer. Oh. You know, everybody likes hammering. Name me a single person who doesn't like to hammer. Um, okay, I got a couple. Bob Ross, um... Bob Ross, I'm sure, loved hammering. You know, no. he didn't like violence, you know? He's not I'm a sure hammer. I'm sure he loved hammering, though. He's not a hammer in the sense that you're speaking. Uh, he was a drill sergeant. You don't know if Bob Ross had a secret Bob, life where Bob he Ross was, was like that sergeant? Bob Odenkirk movie. Yeah, How you didn't you know, know that? all these things? Bob Ross was a drill yeah, sergeant. Did, this is like, because I was on Reddit for, for 40 years. I was on Reddit just gathering a bunch of pointless facts. Like, oh, Renee Zellweger? Do you, I know her great-grandmother and her wet oil painting technique. And it's like, yeah. okay. Yeah, you know. Wet oil. Wet oil. Oil painting. Yeah, well, why don't you uh, get into some wet oil? I should get into some wet oil, but wet on wet technique. It was the famous wet on wet technique, where you wouldn't have to wait for that sucker to dry. You would incorporate other paints into the wet paint. It was, it was revolutionary, because you could just crank out these quick landscapes that were very pleasing to look at. I, I yeah, it, it's... It's funny, Bob Ross art has gone through, like, this fluctuation of appraisal terms of its artistic quality because i remember there was like a time when it was thought of as uh low art you know something rivaling something as chintzy as thomas kincaid mm -hmm. uh you know about thomas kincaid as well i've heard of him i mean it's 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 reminding me of the there's some oh gosh there was some movement in the 1800s in England that I can't remember the name of that I was learning about, but it was like basically trying to, with with mass production capabilities, like trying, maybe it was in the 1900s, trying to bring art to the masses. Yeah. I forget what it was called, though, this movement to try to, you know, cult, cult, enculturate the masses with, with some nicer art because it's cheaper and easier to do now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some movement to do that. He kind of reminds me of that. That's kind of what he was doing, you know. He's bringing because, but 
the bar for Bob Ross was to 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 do. I was always when I was watching him thinking like the bar to do this is pretty mm-hmm. freaking high. I'm gonna have to buy an easel, all the huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a, all the it, paint it, painting on. is expensive. Yeah, and it's I'm probably but, gonna uh, fuck up a bunch and get paint everywhere. Well, uh, you know that's why you'd go to a studio, you'd go somewhere, or you just—I mean, people, you, lots of people just don't paint when they're watching Bob Ross. They just watch a nice procedural thing with a guy with a gentle voice. That's all you need it for. Uh, people still capitalizing on that format, like Joe Para. Everybody likes Joe Para because it's he's a nice, gentle voice, describes things procedurally. Hmm. Well, that's, this is interesting. In Wikipedia, it says for the wet on wet, this, the technique used a limited selection of tools and colors that didn't require a large investment in expensive equipment. There you go. That's the revolution. That's the artistic revolution. Bob Ross. I guess. when it, but A socialist hero. When I started using the iPad Procreate program, that was when the revolution became clear to me because a lot of people have iPads, and now you can just do nice digital painting on them i think we're going to see a lot more digital art these I mean, days that's what i that's what i sort of lament about the idea of nfts you know inevitably being absorbed by uh this cold vc machine that capitalizes on it in order to take advantage of a lack of regulation in crypto uh what what's like because uh, the idea of creating a unique digital work you know, people are saying that, oh, it's digital scarcity. There's something there's something inherently bad about that. There's something morally appropriate to the very idea of having a unique digital file where once there had been a world of infinite reproduction. Now there is there is something that is inherently wrong with the idea that you have created something unique. But I, I don't know. I think there is like. There probably is some dimension. There is some use value for a unique file identifier that we're just not thinking of yet, because the only use we found for it is the crassest, most uh, uh, economical thing. But uh, I don't know. I, I I lament I I lament technological dead ends. I guess because it always it's always just like a crime. Uh, of of potential to feel like you're amounting to something and then it's like like nft drops themselves the rug is pulled out from under you and you're left wondering you know where Mm. this all leads to i mean i don't think they're the worst thing in the world currently no so i'm i mean they're not but people like it's people dislike them because it's just such an obvious people dislike them on a moral level because it's like they associate it with a total lack of value because it is intangible. It's totally intangible. I mean, intangible. the thing about them that the idea is cool. And eventually, if we do enough stuff with tech to make our computation more sustainable and less resource intensive, you could, instead of owning a receipt, you could ostensibly own the actual file. Yeah. You could, like, you could put the, if, it didn't cost so much. We could put the whole picture up on the blockchain, and you could own that. Mm. And then you wouldn't have people saying, "Oh, you just own a receipt to the link, which is mm-hmm. unstable because of something." There's something known as link rot that occurs on the internet because there's no because the internet is decentralized, right? So 
there's no standard to keep links from just disappearing after a while or mm-hmm. breaking or you know yeah um but i don't know it's cool that digital artists have a way to sell their art but they kind of did before watermarks yeah. have, watermarks have frankly cryptographic watermarks have always existed um i mean this is just a hugely profitable way to sell a very specific type of work Right. And well, the, the work the complaint, lends itself the com- to being unchallenging. The complaint really. about cryptographic watermarks would probably be like, well, that's one company's making the cryptographic watermarks, and what if they go out of business? And then no one can verify your cryptographic watermark anymore. Mm-hmm. And then you can come back at them with like, well, the Amazon that that's basically uh, hosting the pictures that your NFTs are linked to, they could eventually go out of business and then you would no longer you would would own a receipt to an empty link so Mm. i don't know i just i want there to be a use for everything i want there i want everything to fit neatly in the world and i want because there I i don't know there is some aspect of technology hype culture which does get me genuinely excited uh but then it all leads to horror like remember when like 10 years ago when you first started seeing boston dynamics videos on youtube and it was like wow that shit is it's a little creepy but it's super cool and then it cut to 12 years later and we're already implementing the robot dogs as security measures and it's just gone in the most obvious horrible it is the robot (laughs) dog is the robot dog necessarily worse than the border guard uh i <laughs> yeah i think it is because okay it's the it's also the question with uh self-driving cars as well because there's a legal problem to it like well, if the robot dog kills somebody who who is responsible for it you know is it the police department is it the manufacturer of the robot dog you know that well, that's where it, yeah. that was the problem with self-driving cars. Why self-driving cars like are never going to happen because there's a legal problem. If the self-driving car kills somebody, who is responsible? Is it the driver? Is it the maker of the car? That's like a political. That can can sort of be a political problem in that um, the 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 AI or the robots that we will invent sort of need a system that um, enables them. So I'm like thinking like, okay, if we try to make this simple, like the robots in Star Wars that work for the Empire, is it is it yeah. worse to be genocided by a robot that works for the Empire <laughs> or by one of their weird, their weird British dudes? You know, their child soldiers. They're weird. No, they're like the like the Empire and Star like Wars. Moff Tarkin. Yeah, like one of their like Richard E. Grant in a weird outfit, being like mm-hmm. sh- shooting you in the face. Is it worse to be genocided by the cold robot or the or the or the you know 
the weird. I, I, I mean, British I guess you're, the, the question you're obviously leading to me to say that I'd rather be killed by the robots because no. at least there's no, no, I because I can oh, imagine right. you, you prefer being... the warmth of being genocided by just angry racist humans. Uh, yeah, here. I can imagine you at in line at the gas chamber being like, at least there's a guy doing it. To at me. least, yeah, you know, at least it's a human. Hey, these could be. If these, this was a robot, if these were robots, we would. There's no human touch, you know. <laughs> this is it's just totally cold, oh, you know. Back in the days, movies used to star humans. You now would, they all star robots. You could you could say a joke to the concentration camp guard and see if he laughs yeah. and then breaks he breaks his character. You know, with I mm -hmm. guess with a robot dog, there's no possibility of appealing to his humanity because he has yeah. none. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I guess it's bad. I yeah, I think uh, I I I don't think the robot dogs are. A good development for security. I don't think that type of thing should be automated. I think there are things that sort of resist automation for one thing or another. Well, it's really it's just a camera with legs, right? Yeah, it's a camera with legs, and but also software that determines when somebody is going to do something bad. You know, that was a, like I had a friend actually. I had a friend from school uh, who I love, but. Uh, <laughs> was doing something that I found to be, you know, a little a little uh, questionable, but that venture is over now. What he was doing was because of, and it was for, it was technology he was developing for self-driving cars, where he theorized that in self-driving cars, there are probably going to be crimes committed in self-driving cars. If there's like a taxi of the future, somebody might want to do a drug deal in a taxi, uh, in, in a motorized, in a Johnny cab, someone might want to, you know, do a rape in a Johnny cab. So we should have, we're going to have cameras in the Johnny cabs, but the cameras will also have software to be like, hmm, the shapes of this human body are conforming to the rape pattern. And it will, you know, call the cops on whatever's huh. happening there. Um, so oh, he wow. was trying to develop this technology, but huh. you know, within that idea is like very chilling because, now you have this algorithm which determines whether you're whether what you're doing and whether what you are doing is uh, hmm. uh is bad yeah that seems like that's a, a a bit of a stretch to try to determine a crime based on i guess like it's like a 3d scan of the environment that's the new yeah. thing like that's the so wi-fi 6 is coming out soon and what wi-fi 6 is going to be what we're currently on wi-fi 5 if you're not wi keeping 5. up with your wi-fis Wi-Fi. Uh, so wi when I say Wi-Fi 5 and Wi-Fi 6, I mean like international standard. So there's a standard put out by, there's a standard making group that's extremely influential and leftists never talk about it because leftists and engineers are a uh, two opposing Venn diagrams. Um, that's not true. There's a lot of trans engineers with thigh-high socks. They're all software engineers. They're all software uh, engineers. Anyway. They're not, they're not hardware well, engineers. So they know about Wi-Fi 6. Wi-Fi 6 they is going to 3D scan your whole living room. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what it can do. Which me and and it uh it will be able to do that kind of stuff in in like things like vehicles if you have a if a, a Wi-Fi receiver there or not receiver but route like a Wi-Fi emitter. Mm -hmm. Airplanes and they'll be able so they'll be able to, to see what position your body is in. Mm. Um, we're also cameras are going to start doing pupil tracking and the 
the Wi-Fi <laughs> six, just like the movies. So so, and Chrome has put out a thing to detect um, when a potential employee is not actively using Chrome. So with a combination of all the new technologies, we'll really be able to finally cut down on employees goofing off and not doing their work at the computer, maybe playing a Wordle, you know? Doing all these Wordles and all of these Wordle knockoffs. Maybe jerking. Like uh, turd, turtle, with, identifying turds. With Wi-Fi 6, we'll be able to determine which employees are jerking off in the bathroom and which employees are putting that semen in the women's bathroom. <laughs> that was a real problem. That's a problem in every company, Dude, you know. Did you hear about Act, Act the video game maker? Oh Activision? my god! Well, yeah, they they're drinking the breast milk. You know, they're they're stealing breast milk. They're they're raping ladies. They have the Cosby suite. What's the? Is there anything lately that has come of note? Yeah, they were about jerking the off Activ into the breast milk. They were jerking off into the breast milk. Mm -hmm. That's that's a real and problem. Then drinking it. And then so they were they were drinking it yeah, or they, they were, were forcing the ladies. They, okay, no, they that's were, that's better. They were like right, we're mixing milks. You never heard? <laughs> we're doing our milk mixer. That's heard what that. they were calling it. Yeah. The the milk mixer? Yeah. <laughs> Could you milk me? Could you milk yeah, that's that's, that's in the classic in the line. Meet the Parents movie. The the Robert De Niro is a great Could you milk me? That's my De Niro. A great comedy guy. <laughs> Could you milk me? Ben Stiller, and here's my Ben Stiller impression. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know, Robert De Niro. I'm Ben Stiller. Mm, that's good. That's we a great. Can, ben we should do. Impression. Let's do a Patreon uh, a subscription only episode soon, where it's just that. <laughs> oh, I'm Ben Stiller. Oh God, I I landed my ass on whoa. a cactus. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They're gonna have to pay if they want more of that. Yeah, yeah. So if you want, if you want more, oh, I'm Ben Stiller. Oh no, oh no, I like licking puppy anuses. If you want more of that, if you want eight hours of that, it's just gonna be me going like that, just commenting, just reading the entire Great Gatsby like Andy Kaufman, but as Ben Stiller. Just, just reading the tale of two cities. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Oh, I'm Ben Stiller. You think, My dad was screen legend Jerry Stiller. You think, he was on Seinfeld. You think Ukraine is having a Mulan moment right now? <laughs> they're you know? having a Mulan moment? Yeah, like they're like lighting, a, they're like a young the... Ukrainian woman is binding her breasts. Right. Going into the army with men in order to They're kill. lighting the bonfires to signal the Russians are invading because Ukrainians still only have bonfire technology. Yeah. Just a bunch of Russian soldiers all listening to, like, K-pop around the border. Yeah. Smoking cigs Did and doing push-ups. Did they send me daughters when I asked for sons? Send daughters when I asked you for sons. You are son. the saddest bunch I ever met. But you... I've heard a great deal about your fire, Novna. But you can make you that this man. before we are through, mister. I will make man out of you. Mi yes. You will make man. Mister. I will make man out of you. Mister. I will make mister. man out of you. I will make man out of you. You were not man before. You were like clay. But out of clay I shall make man. <laughs> um, Mulan is so um, binary. It's a very bin binary-esque movie. 
What are you talking about? Well, it's talking really about, about just Mulan like, is non-binary. No, it's well, about it's about boy moding. It's the whole about, movie is it, about boy that's moding. All, you, you know, it's very binary. You, you can either be a man as swift as the coursing river, yeah. or you can be. They don't describe women. They in don't that describe song. women in the song. No. <laughs> Would defeat the purpose of the song. Well, that's. I, I mean, I had this hey, joke in my head. Classic Donny Osmond for you. Mulan, I've heard a great deal about you, Far Mulan. You have bound your breasts. <laughs> you, have, <laughs> you put a sausage in your pussy to simulate a penis. You were sucking the dicks of all the army men and were saying, Ooh, I'm so gay. Yeah, ooh, I'm a gay man. You know I'm gay because I'm sucking a lot of penises. Um, I would love uh, a conservative person to be like, Mulan, that's the type of movie they couldn't get away with making today. <laughs> no, not with the gender binary all fucked up. No, not with the gender binary. You know, they, would be, they would be making all sorts of pronoun jokes. They would be making all sorts of winking pronoun jokes. Yeah, there are, like... The, the Chinese army in the 11th century, their official policy was like, men or women or third option, it doesn't matter, you're all blobs. And mm -hmm. that's been, and Mulan is a 15-minute movie about that. There you go. There you go. I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Mulan. You, we're doing... Mulan, non-binary Mulan? Are we doing... Yeah, she has wanna, to pass as non-binary? sarcastic non-binary Mulan in, in, in the, the mind so of a... In the Chinese army, the Chinese army, on, they only allowed non-binary people. See... And they all owed them androgyny. That's what I'm saying. You couldn't make a movie like Mulan today. You'd have to make them all non-binary. You'd have to just... And she like, would have to pose as a non-binary person. you got to it up. That's, what, that's yeah. what's happening, see? Because... And, and we didn't get to it. But Biden's putting weird kink people in charge of the nukes. We we talked we talked about that. But we we talked because I had made a, con, a prophetic comment. We didn't get we into did the detail. detail. The, de the weird kink guy is gonna do the puppy play all over the. Do you want a man who, when the Chinese are coming with their nuclear Mulans, <laughs> do you want a man? <laughs> Who cannot put his finger on the button because he's got a goddamn puppy claw on it. Because he's got a goddamn makeshift puppy claw he uses to he puts the puppy claw on his penis. He sounds with it. Do you know and what, he sounds with it and he cannot stop them. Do you know what neo-Marxism is? No, that's a it's a it's a a pointless term. It's it doesn't fake. mean anything. Number one, it's yeah, fake. it's totally fake. But there's no neo Marxism. It's just Marxism. Neo Marxism is is what they use to like say to explain trans stuff, which is weird to me. Yeah. Well, why? Yeah. Why would Marxism necessarily be part of trans? I have no idea. It does I not. Know, something that. I, in fact, think the the exact opposite and that a hardcore Marxist society would be the same, like the same level of oppression would be occurring on trans people in a hardcore Marxist society. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm not like Mr. Anti-Stalin, but I think one of the bigger L's that Stalin did was his approach towards queer people, whereas famously Lenin had decriminalized a lot of the uh, uh, Lenin had decriminalized homosexuality. Stalin recriminalized it. I got you. I got you talking about politics. I got you. Gotcha. I I still talk. I no, I just no. don't do political I cartoons anymore. I, I talk about politics. Last time I I'll tried talk to, about politics. Last time I tried to do it, you 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 backed out. But this time I got you. Yeah, but I don't I don't know many things. Tankies but I'm not attack. Tankies attack now. 
What did you just say I, about my boy Stalin? <laughs> we we have a we have a follower. We have a listener who likes to shout out to out, out to Big Red. Uh, He's a Stalin guy. Stalin uh, mis misunderstood genius or miss. <laughs> well, okay. Here's the thing. It's like you. I. It's a, It's always a historical. Okay. It's a, it's a historically bad idea to compare Hitler to Stalin. Well, hold on. Because let you me, want to compare them in terms Sorry of body Sorry for the camp. interrupt. I used uh, to be, as as late as, or as recently as, as six months ago, one of, uh, you know, a believer in the Holomador, right? Holomador. In the Holomador? Holomador, where they, yeah. um, they, all the Ukrainians starved to death because of economic... Yeah, well, Russia deliberately starved them to death. Right. Uh, well, yeah. I used to the be idea, that all idea. pissed about that until I found out about something that the British Empire did in India in the 19th century, uh, the Madras yeah. famine, where Madras 9 million Indians died mm -hmm. because Great Britain refused to lower the amount of grain they were exporting. And that was a, pol that was a policy, economic, business decision. That was not, and that was because they just didn't give a shit about the effect mm -hmm. that it would have. And I think that's probably somewhat close to what happened with Ukraine. But it was mitigated by the fact that it wasn't really a business decision. They needed the, the grain they were exporting from Ukraine yeah. because they they were hungry. They were hungry. I mean, yeah. Also, like, a huge part of the famine was out of Stalin's control. It was just, you can't really account for right. weather. And, a huge, the and huge also, part of this a huge part of it was kulaks burning their own cro crops Another as well. difference that you, you don't have with that, though, is no one is complaining to the British Empire when that occurred pretty recently. Yeah, I mean, people are complaining. That's just, you know, it, it's not... The, the global project of capitalism is not aided by complaining about this Indian famine, where it is aided by complaining about the Holodomor because right now Ukraine is being pushed as a strategic point where uh, capitalism is the borders of capitalism or Western style capitalism are allowed to flourish. I mean, it's because the border between Western style capitalism and then complete corruption is to the to what lies to the east of Ukraine. I like it. I, I think we should be more like Russia, in fact. I think we should just be honest and just be like out in the open and be like, it's we just have seven guys. And they're rich. And that's it. They're not that's out in the open get. about their corruption there. They have a whole weird theater, a whole weird, weird political theater um, that they've set up, you know, as Adam yeah, Curtis Yeah, but everybody knows the Russians are the Russians are canny. They know. They see through it, and they're like, yeah, no, we don't care. It's fine. What do you think about this war of information that we're in? War, war of information? What do you mean war? So of every every day now, the New York Times has a new story of a leak from the CIA, and it's most recently the the Russians are going to invade Ukraine on Wednesday. Yeah, the Russians are the Russians are going to put out a false flag attack video. Was another one. Well, that who knows with that shit because you remember like with uh, when Israel was saying that Israel is going to attack here tomorrow, mm -hmm. and then a bunch of people retweet that. Right, and then the Israel actually attacked somewhere different, and all the Palestinian troops were at the one place mm -hmm. because a bunch of Twitter a bunch of Twitter generals were like, all the pa Palestinians. Get over here, Palestinians. Right. So the New York Times knows that. So now with every time they have a new leak, they're like, but this might be Russian disinformation. Yeah. 
everything so might be Russian. The news has gone nutty lately. Oh man! So uh, have you ever read? You know, Alison Bechdel, famous for the Bechdel test. Ah, uh, but the Bechdel it's, it's test. Said she just gets reduced to that because she's a really, really fucking talented uh, author of uh, comics. And uh, her her masterpiece generally is considered to be Fun Home, which is an autobiographical comic of her upbringing in uh, Pennsylvania, I think it is. I forget where it is. But and yeah, so uh, she talks about having this horrible anxiety disorder as a kid where uh, every she starts writing this diary, but because she can't be sure of anything... Uh, after every sentence she writes I think and soon she's just writing that after every sentence so she develops a shorthand for it she develops this little horn symbol for it and soon she's like writing the horn symbol after every word and then like after entire pages of diary entries she's just writing a giant symbol across everything this thing of like well this happened but who knows I cannot be sure of anything I can't really be sure any of this is happening. And that is what we're stuck in today, this this perpetual realm of, like, is this a dream or am I waking? You know, what space am I in? There is no longer any space of the real. Actually, that's one very interesting thing which I saw this week uh, was uh, this interview of Sam Hyde. Do you know Sam Hyde? Oh, yeah, he's horrible. Yeah, he's a horrible guy. He's he was Sam Hyde for people that don't know was part of this sketch comedy troupe called Million Dollar Extreme which came up in about 2014 and got an adult swim show before being promptly canceled because it was revealed that Sam Hyde had uh ties to the alt right and had donated like $5,000 to the Daily Stormer. And uh, it's not it's not really he definitely is a right-wing person but the thing about sam hyde is he always carries himself with this constant uh irony this constant uh this constant surreality this surrealness with every interaction that he manufactures and generates uh he sort of uh, in a way he reminds me of the adam driver character from annette where there's this menace there's this deeply menacing quality to the fact that he's always inhabiting this ironic fantasy. Yeah, he's menacing. That's a good... He's definitely yeah. menacing. Yeah. And he's also... He's a big dude. Uh, but there's also this... There's this nothing-behind-the-eyes quality to it as well. Like, uh, this... A person that really just doesn't care about anything. That he's is a, really... So Sam or, Hyde is the guy that 4chan will post the picture of whenever there's a, a shooting... And so yeah. 4chan people will go out into the world and when there's been a shooting, like maybe minutes or it generally happens minutes after a shooting has been announced on yeah. Twitter, they'll they'll try to put a picture of him up and be like, this is the perpetrator. And they say he can't keep getting away with this is, is the catchphrase. And a very, yeah, so it's very popular meme humor with right wing nerds. You know, it, it occupies the same sphere as as. Pepe's. Although I guess Pepe's have gone by the wayside, and they're all apus now. Most, um, most people grow out of that, but uh, a few don't, and they yeah, so, they become um, Republican Party officials in yeah, in, yeah. in another twenty years. So 
It's gonna suck. Yeah, they become Nick Fuentes, who suck. looks like this software degraded version of like it, like Burt Reynolds with fetal alcohol syndrome. Nick Fuentes. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so there's this interview with Sam Hyde done by another internet edgelord who's like way less bad in comparison. I mean, like I don't even think is that bad, you know. Just uh, iDubs. You remember iDubs? Never heard of him. He's this guy. He's a popular YouTube guy, and he's known for being, like, caustic and uh, saying the N-word and being a freak. Wow. Well, that that recently got Joe Rogan yelled at. Yeah. It'll get you yelled at. That'll get that'll but, get uh, you. He said it a lot. That didn't get Joe. That didn't get Louis C.K. No one ever bothered mm. Louis C.K. for well, saying the N-word. People are bothering Dave Chappelle for stopping uh, some kind of affordable wishwash from mishmash i don't know you know yeah affordable housing why can't yellow springs ohio be my personal palace (laughs) hey look why aren't all of you my servants for in why don't i own all of this land in fact you should be working on my field (laughs) that's dave chappelle (laughs) (laughs) Are you saying that Dave Chappelle is starting a plantation? No, in he's starting a kingdom. They're not slaves; they're kingdom. serfs. They're not... There's a difference. Okay, there you they go. They have a noble. There you go. There's like a noble ordering of society. The serfs are not like slaves. Exactly. Exactly. It's virtuous. It's not. It's not. And what's more, right. it's not for. It's not for capital. And right. It's, it's because a kingdom the, is like a kibbutz. Also, they're white people, so they get a they get a fancy name for being a slave. Fine, get their, yeah. Ooh, a serf. It's like a French yeah. word. I think we would all like about just five or ten years of, you know, that viral image of uh, the black guy whipping the white people in the cotton field with the ghost of Martin Luther King smiling in the corner. <laughs> I didn't I don't know that image. That's a, <laughs> you don't know that? It's a very That's like funny a George Chica Chica That's like yeah. something he would do. I, I like him. He's I need to spend more time in conservative circles so my contrarianness manifests as leftist again. There you go. You know? Uh, Yeah, because when you're surrounded by a bunch of guys who are talking about supply-side economics, you can be like, um, centralization, actually? Um, you're wrong? Well, you can be uh, contrarian to Rongo. them. You can be, you know, it's very, it's very easy as a contrarian to go down the libertarian path, and you don't want to yeah. do that because the solutions to libertarian problems are, you know, age ain't nothing but a number. So, <laughs> well, yeah, everybody. Speaking of which, speaking of canceled academics and canceled libertarian academics, Noam Chomsky may be associated with Epstein. You oh, hear about this funny. stuff? Sure, he's just, this is the old guy who he'll answer anyone's emails. What do you expect? <laughs> I like the idea of uh, I like the idea of uh, Chaser Noam Chomsky like just entering a fourteen year old's DMs and talking about how he was so sad when Sophie died. Oh, I mean, listen, if you tried to explain to Noam Chomsky what's going on with him and Jeffrey Epstein and the rumors, he would get so mad at you. He would be like, yeah. "I don't fucking care." And then he would I would go like off. to see him. Would, I've seen him mad, but I've never seen him yell. Well, I'd like would just to see start, him yell. He should yell. He should yell. But what, I mean, you know, the same shit he's been saying is not getting anyone to do anything. He's saying it in as most drastic a way as possible, which is like, we have to violently get rid of all the Republicans immediately, you know? 
Mm. We just got to violently get rid of all the Republicans. <laughs> violently get rid of all. That's and the then, class. And a l- and lot of the Democrats. When we live well. in a world of just Democrats. World of Democrats. We're going to find those Democrats who are secretly Republican and eliminate, the eliminate them too. Yeah. The Cinemas. And then we'll just eliminate. have Pete. It's just me. We're, like in that comic you made. Like in that comic I made. It's all going to be. It all comes down to Pete Buttigieg. He is the survivor. He is the lone cipher that shall carry humanity's silent song throughout the millennium. The only good Democrat. The only good Democrat, Pete, Pete Buttigieg, is a Pete. Is a Pete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the all are you saying all of the Democrats should be Pete's? We're gonna create mm-hmm. a Pete Buttigieg virus and inject it into AOC so she can be more like Pete. See, we're just coming up with It'll the awesome a, movies ideas A-O here. Pete. Yeah. A movie where you have a, a a a chemical compound that you can inject into someone and they turn into Pete Buttigieg, like in a fucked up way, like the fly. Yeah, yeah, like the the yeah the, their jaws. You you pull their jaw off and underneath <laughs> is a Pete Buttigieg face, and he just says stuff like, "When I was fourteen, I wanted to kill myself for being gay." Yeah. <laughs> no, he says weird. He's like, I, didn't he realize he was gay when he was 30? I thought he was like, I realized I'm gay last year uh, when I was. <laughs> uh, did you see the documentary? No. I watched a documentary uh, with Evan McDonald over at Kino Lefter. We did an episode about it. It's, it's really, it's worth watch. It's really boring, so it's not really worth watching, but it is, it gives you some insight into this truly nothing of a person. In that the insight you get is that he's nothing. He's he is he is Patrick Bateman. He's this truly uh, blank entity. I I mean you know I no you shouldn't accuse anyone of being gay for pay, but Pete Buttigieg does come across as a guy who's like asexual and made like a conscious decision to be gay, in order to like say well that's playing now we can do like Obama was just black enough. For that to like play with mainstream society, you know, I'll be just gay mm. enough. Well, <laughs> we're nearing the end of the episode, but maybe we can end on a question of if whether so. It's this question here. You, you've stated it's immoral to use your sexuality to uh, to. Oh, in, that's not immoral. To increase your pay grade, so so maybe s- pretending to be straight is uh, is is that okay? If you want, it's not okay to pretend to be straight. And, All gay um, people should be out now. Okay. But what if you would make more doesn't money? Doesn't matter what's it. If your father's going to kill you, it doesn't matter. You're immoral for being <laughs> okay. in the closet. No, that's you're joking. <laughs> but, <laughs> Am I the better season, man? I'm born of the cheese. I'm on the right track, baby. I was born this way. Oh shit! That's probably that's probably what that song is about, isn't it? It's about yeah it's about coming out of the gay. closet, even if your dad will kill you. Yeah, <laughs> and La- La- Lady Gaga is is very um, not uh, gay though, right? Or is she? She's probably she's probably gayish. fucked a lady. Gayish. I, I'm sure she's fucked a lady. Fucked a lady. Who cares? Mm. I mean, you're fine. Even if you're a straight cis woman, if enough gay people like you, you get a pass. You're gay. You're fine. So she she's or, got the f word pass. Yeah, she Lady Gaga can say fag. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's funny. That's her new song is faggots, faggots, faggots around the world celebrate the faggot dance. 
Um, yeah, like Britney Spears' <laughs> song, um, F-A-G to me. Do you, do you, do you know that? Do you get that? No. No. Okay, well, she did no. um, If You Seek Amy. If You Seek Amy. If You Seek Amy, which was F-U-C-K me. Oh, oh, fuck you. Oh, but F-A-G me. No, it's F-A-G, F-A-G me. to me. You're, oh, you're just an F-A-G to me. That's Lady F-A-G, Gaga's You're just name. an F-A-G to me. But it has to be effigy. Effigy. So it would be effigy to me. There you go. Because it's if you seek Amy, so it's effigy to me. Um, And you're like burning, uh, you're burning an effigy of your old boyfriend, but also calling him a (laughs) fan. Cool. We need like a Boston Britney Spears. Yeah, you fag. I'm writing a song about you. Writing a song about how you got a little dick and you can't eat puss for shit. Boston, Boston Spears. Boston Spears. Is Boston a girl's name now? Or is Boston like a... It's always been a, a gender neutral name. name. Well, did you see? I a saw that. Um, um, what? Who's the like woman Brooklyn. from The Good Place? The blonde lady. Oh, Kristen Bell. And she's married to Dax Shepard. Married to Dax Shepard. Well, they're kind of weird they, looking they were guy. In the news. Smelly looking guy. Dax. They Shepherd. were in the yeah. They were in the news about their smells. Um, yeah. Apparently, they're they all sleep in the same bedroom. They have two kids. And yeah. apparently, there was a very bad smell emanating from the mattress, and it made the tabloids. Uh, anyway, well, oh, they have their their two kids have very strange names. One yeah. isn't so strange. One kid is named Lincoln. That's pretty normal. Yeah, that's fine. The second kid's name is Delta. That's a little. That's like well, I know Delta Burke. Who's like that? Delta Burke from from uh, Dynasty, the eighty series Dynasty. She's a she's a classic. She was also known for being heavy, but still glamorous. Oh no. You're only <laughs> so you got okay. A kid named Delta today has got airline, COVID variant, and Delta Burke, and a and a cur- a curvaceous, <laughs> yeah, a curvaceous, curvaceous star of eighties television. Um, star who? Ooh, she was Suzanne Sugarbaker in the CBS sitcom Designing Women. Oh yeah, it wasn't it wasn't Dynasty. It was Designing Women, of course, of course. Is that did you watch I don't that? Know. No, but there are many references to it on Thirty Rock. Really? Well, no. There's just one. There's one episode where there's a designing women marathon, and everyone is talking about a designing. Women. All I have to do to, to extract the most amazing details from you is just say "really" with a question mark at the end, and I get yeah. it's like you're like a human Wikipedia page. I like uh, I click on yeah, you by saying really stupid shit. And it's like you know everything about Delta Burke. You today you knew everything about Delta Burke. Um who's the other Renee one? Zellweger Renee Zellweger is Sammy. Zellweger and then Bob Ross. Yeah, but these are these are easy Reddit facts about. So what are amazing facts about celebrities? Uh 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 Ben Affleck's Ben Affleck's I love that when there was that DNA show and all of Ben Affleck's families were slave owners he tried to get it. I can't I can't keep anything in my brain and I've realized the reason is because my brain has so much trouble with just muscle memory things that mm-hmm. most of it is just muscle memory like how to remember to breathe at night when you're asleep it's a big problem for me you know, mm. so brain brain can't remember facts. It's got to remember things like lungs, lung operation. Yeah. You know, yeah, your autonomic brain function is uh, it's taking up too much space. I don't have you enough limit. RAM, that shit. I think 
I think my I think as usual my parents skimped got the low model put four gigs of RAM up there. I like the idea of you're just tray panning, you slice open a piece of your head and you just stick a piece of RAM in your brain and it yeah. makes a squishing sound like macaroni in when, a pot. Like, when you were a baby, <laughs> we installed extra RAM in your noggin. <laughs> your brain is growing around the RAM. <laughs> you just have this horrible I, square I shall name tumor. you Tetsuo. Iron Man. There you go. There you go. And then you become the Iron Man. I love that movie. That was my one it's of my such a good movie. favorite movies in ninth grade because I was really edgy. It was um I would like who wants to come over to my house and watch Eraserhead and Tetsuo? And I had You're one black and white. I had one That's guy. Shout good. out to Wit. Whitcomb. Wit. Wit. Hell yeah, Wit Wickham. Whitcomb. Whitcomb is a very good illustrator. He was uh and and cartoonist. Mm-hmm. Uh, lives in lived in North Carolina then. Shout Little out to him. Wick. Peace, uh, peace be with you. Peace be upon you, my brother. Assalamu alaikum. You know, he's yeah. not Muslim. He is Muslim. He's not Muslim. He's Muslim. He is not. Maybe he's, he is he's now. your Muslim friend. Maybe he he's could now. be. You don't know. Maybe he went to prison. He saw the light. That's that's where that's most the, people that's become the only Muslim. Place in America, you can become uh. Muslim. <laughs> <laughs>